The problem with knowing everything is that you learn nothing. Columbus never set out with the intention of proving that the world was, and is to the best of our knowledge, still, round. Actually, that statement is somewhat incorrect. Columbus and many Spanish captains already believed that the earth was round. What surprised him was not making landfall, it was the land he fell upon. He defied Spanish officials, sailing west rather than east. He believed this route would take him to Asia. Instead, he found North America, and in the process proved the masses wrong. The earth was round, not flat. In fact, long before Christopher was born, many already believed and documented that the world was round, as early as the 3rd century BC. Yet here we are, it is the year 2020, and flat earthers are taking over the world. Well, one side of it anyway. Who knows what's on the other side of our giant fucking frisbee-shaped Earth. At the most recent Flat Earth International Con Conference, FEIC for short, yep, no joke, they hold a yearly conference, the Council of Flat Earthers decided on their boldest adventure yet. They would discover irrefutable proof that we are living on a frisbee. <laughs> to the Antarctic ice wall they will sail. Who knows? Maybe they'll find Jon Snow at the wall with less than a lively band of crows. If you are a flat earther, I apologize. Well, actually I don't. I think you're an idiot. But that's my opinion. Even the navigation equipment you will be using to get to Antarctica relies on Earth being a globe in order for it to function. Yet, I may be wrong. All of us might be wrong. Is the Earth actually a giant frisbee being thrown across the universe by Morgan Freeman and Will Ferrell? Maybe. The Wachowski sisters, previously the Wachowski brothers, both have undergone transgender operations, might have hit the nail on the head with the Matrix. We could be living in our own VR capitalist paradise. The machines won centuries ago. Could everything we see and believe be an illusion? If so, what is wrong and what is right? Can we ever truly r be right if science continues to discredit what we believe to be fact? I guess not, but maybe I'm wrong. Being wrong uh, is part of living. Essentially, no matter how right we are, we are always a little bit wrong. Every day, the goal really should be to just be a little less wrong than you were the day before. Because with science and with the evolution of humanity and with the changes that happen out of our control in the universe, what we perceive to be right constantly changes. It may take a day for that perception to change. It might take centuries, it might take millennia, or it might take a billion years, but eventually what we consider right now will be wrong later. And our definition of right, by definition, is wrong, because we don't actually know what right is. How can we define what right is when we don't actually know what's right and wrong? We just choose to perceive things as right and wrong. So confusion about right and wrong aside, this blog, this blog, sorry, this podcast is all about choosing 
rather than to be the main voice, the person that's always right, the person that's always talking, is choosing to believe that every conversation you have with someone else, uh, everything you learn, everything you hear, is in fact a chance to correct your wrongs, to learn a little bit more, to be slightly less wrong the following day. The biggest problem for a lot of us is that we choose to stick to our beliefs, stick to our uh, perceptions of what is right and be the voice in the room. We want to drown out others. We want to be right. We want to win the argument instead of looking at a conversation as what it really is, a chance to understand where we're wrong, to learn from someone else. So my challenge to you with this podcast is to is to stop being right all the time is to go into your conversations tomorrow with the idea that you just want to learn and that it's okay for someone else to be right even if by your definition they're not acknowledge that that's what they believe and take out the points that you might be able to grow from that you might be able to learn from so bearing in mind that we are not right, that we are constantly wrong. I'm going to go over three tips to get you started. But first, I want to ask you a few questions. What might happen if you decide to approach life with the understanding that you are wrong? That you will always be wrong. That being wrong is okay, because being wrong allows you to learn, grow, and discover solutions. To choose a growth mindset over a fixed mindset. To appreciate that intelligence, that accomplishment, that success comes from failing and growing and failing and growing. As opposed to being fixed in a certain uh, area of strength, unable to grow because your belief is that you are always right. And that what you do is the capability you have as opposed to you are always wrong and you have the capability to grow and learn. If you want to win at all costs, you doom yourself to the colossal failures of the fixed mindset. If you want to always be right, you doom yourself to a life of never learning, of never really knowing anything. Choosing a fixed mindset, choosing to always be right, will limit your learning, will blind you from opportunity, and destroy your chances of learning through failure and loss. For those who choose to always be right, losing is the enemy. Here's the solution. Remove those blinkers and open your eyes to the opportunities around you. Embrace that you're wrong, that you really do know fuck all. Choose to take loss and failure for what it is. An opportunity. You are wrong. I am wrong. We are all wrong. All we can aim to do is be a little less wrong tomorrow. How? Keep losing. Keep finding solutions. And keep listening to other people. To take out areas where they are more right <laughs> or slightly less wrong than you are. Then find more areas to learn from being wrong. Remember, you know nothing, Jon Snow. So here are the three tips to get started. Number one is to shut up. 
In his first year as CEO of Kodak, Kay Whitmore famously fell asleep during a meeting with Bill Gates. The purpose of the meeting was to discuss an integration of Kodak's products on Windows systems. Kodak actually invented the first digital camera back in 1975, as the age of digital began to accelerate in the 90s. Kay Whitmore failed to take the technology seriously, refusing to invest and ultimately leading to Kodak filing for bankruptcy in 2012. Ken Lay, famous founder and CEO of Enron, led his company to a $100 billion valuation. It's a shitload of money. Between 1996 and 2000, his company grew by 750%, rising from $13.3 billion in 1996 to $100.8 billion in 2000, before losing 99.7% of its value in 2001. Right up until his conviction, Lay was adamant that Enron's failure was not his fault, blaming everyone from media to rogue executives. He was unable to face being wrong. Lay died of a heart attack in July 2006, shortly after being sentenced. He was expected to get 30 years in prison. What similarities can you see between those two CEOs? What did they both fail to do? They were both hell-bent on winning at all costs, so certain of their abilities to always be correct. Losing was not an option. Their fixed mindset blinded them. These men were unable to admit their wrongs, and they refused to listen to those around them. You see, learning to be wrong means learning to listen to others. It means, shut the fuck up. Those with a fixed mindset like Kay and Ken are obsessed with their own brilliance. They choose to always be the voice, missing out on the learning that comes from listening to others. You may not wish to be a CEO, but listening is a skill that applies to all areas of life and at all ages. Consider how much better your relationships will be if you actually hear what your partner is trying to say. Imagine how much more you will develop when you truly pay attention to feedback. Imagine how much healthier your will, you will be if you listen to your trainer, doctor or nutritionist. Now, imagine all the opportunities you have missed because you wanted to hear the sound of your own voice. How many opportunities have you lost because you choose not to listen? Number two is to ask more questions. I used to be a statement guy. But I think you know that about me already. Do you? Probably not. <laughs> you might, if you're a friend of mine. Or you grew up with me, or you saw the things I went through in my 20s. Regardless, I'll explain it to you. When I entered the room, I wanted to leave with cheering fans, pats on the back, and comments like, Wow, your boyfriend is amazing. This meant I had to drop some fucking mind-blowing lie or sometimes a true story, of my exploits as the Earth's greatest human. Statements and outlandish tales were my go-to, and the crowds ate it up. What did it do for me? Apart from bolster my ego, increase my entitlement? Nothing good. I learned nothing from my interactions from others. All I learned was the sound of my own voice was really fucking annoying. Choosing to drown out others' comments with my own voice. Or, in rare occasion, I chose to be quiet. My mind only heard my next response. I was never truly listening. I learned nothing, heard nothing, and ended up with nothing. At age 27, I had no girlfriend, no job, no house, no money, no friends, nothing but the sound of my own voice. Why? Because I wasn't interested in learning from others. I chose not to listen, 
and I also chose not to ask. Asking more questions has revolutionized the way I communicate. When I enter a conversation now, I assume I'm wrong. Sometimes a little wrong, sometimes completely wrong. This feeds my curiosity. I can't help but want to know more. What's the easiest way to finding out more? Ask more questions. Number three is to diversify your conversations. I started podcasting for three reasons. One, I wanted to continue my journey of personal growth. Two, I wanted to learn from others and I wanted to be put in situations I knew nothing about. Why? Isn't that scary? Well, of course it is, especially if you hate being wrong. I'm comfortable to s I'm comfortably s comfortable to say that starting that podcast, this podcast, the one I'm uh, fluffing up right now with my words, <laughs> uh, forced me to have uncomfortable conversations. It's one of the best decisions I've made. The more I learn about topics I know nothing about, the more I realize just how little I know. Can you guess what these experiences do for me? They remind me to stay humble, to always seek out more, to learn and to grow. I have a hunger now to learn. These conversations remind me that no matter how much I will learn, I will always be a little bit wrong. And that, my friend, is okay. I have had conversations with incredible humans. 90% of those conversations I am actively listening, growing each time. I urge you to put yourself in what you perceive to be an awkward conversation. If you are a man who really talks with women purely as friends, go out and make some female friends. If you are a woman confused by actions of men, go have conversations with the lads. If people in the LGBTQ community confuse you, befriend human beings who choose to identify themselves on the, spe on the spectrum. Hear them. Listen to them. Ask them respectful questions. Learn. If you grew up in a middle-class white family, befriend and converse with people from other nations, whether you are African, Asian, European, South American, English, Australian, or a damn talking penguin. Step outside your comfort zone and start diversifying your conversation. So remember, the problem with knowing everything, the problem with the fixed mindset, believing that no one else has anything to offer you but the sound of your own voice, offering them advice. The problem with knowing everything is that you learn nothing. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you gained even a snippet of wisdom information from that podcast. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. We've got 26 or 27 other episodes that you can listen to. Um, and yeah, if you want to read any of the blogs, head to massybros.com. That's M-A-S-S-I-E bros.com and if you want to send us a message connect collaborate in any way hit us up on instagram that's massy m-a-s-s-i-e underscore bros um yeah send us a message let's talk let's learn together let's grow together and i hope i offer you something and in turn i'm willing to listen to what you have to offer much love